everybody. We wanted to start off this week's episode talking about a new electronics brand that Morgan and I are obsessed with, and they're called Studio. Studio makes headphones and earbuds that not only have outstanding sound quality, but they also design headphones as an accessory that you'll be excited to wear around. So true. Morgan and I both got the Black Regent design, which are Studio's premium on-ear model, and they're Sakyat. 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 The combination of high-polished metal and matte surfaces embodies the vision of Scandinavian design. They also come with custom-designed interchangeable caps, so you can change them up whenever you feel like it. Change it up for your mood. Regent are the perfect companion for anyone on the go. They will connect to any device that has Bluetooth or you can use an aux cord that they also provide and they also give you 24 plus hours of battery life. That's a lot of life. That's life. Now don't get us wrong. These headphones are handy, super chic, and contemporary, but they also deliver some of the best sound quality I've ever heard. They provide impeccable clarity in the instrumental tones, well-balanced sound, and definition. Studio also has a multitude of earbuds, from hard pairs to those nice soft ones that are great for people like me with little tiny ear holes, and they get <laughs> sore. <laughs> I get it. You can get a pair of your own Studio headphones today, and if you use our offer code, the Sisters Grim, you can get fifteen percent off your entire order. That's right. Use promo code the Sisters Grim. That's T H E S I S T E R S G R I M M. That's right, two M's to get fifteen percent off your very own pair of studio headphones or earbuds. Trust us, you won't be disappointed. The Sisters Grim podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Light Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam. The infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of the Sisters Grim Podcast. I'm Morgan Freeberg. And hi, I'm Holly Freeberg. Hi, I'm, I'm Holly Freeberg. <laughs> Holly, tell me how your day went today. My day was great. It's Tuesday, right? It is Tuesday. I keep thinking it's Monday. Um... I went to, as you know, I went to, I, you know, the two stores I go to. The Dollar Tree and, um, I don't know the second one. Um, it's like a toss-up between a couple stores. It, think of, of a genre of store. Grocery? Oh, I am at the grocery store a lot. Who is it? I love, I love a grocery store I can buy my clothes at. Is this interesting? No, but, um, I was gonna, thrift store, I was at fucking Goodwill. Oh, okay. Goodwill was it. I go to go, I, I Goodwill a lot. You're a Goodwiller. I have a lot of Goodwill, you guys. So I was at Goodwill today. I actually bought a bunch of stuff, and then at the very end of the, like, lane, there was a huge bin of stuffed animals, and they had a bunch of Beanie Babies in there, and they all had their fucking tags on them, and I had read about Beanie Babies one time, and, like, if they're in the original... Yeah. Yeah, like... Like, the Princess Di ones are worth, like, millions of Morgan. dollars. Well, it's, like, more okay, like 7000 7, but we have it, Morgan, because Which I... Which one? We have the original Princess Diana. Where? Baby, at our house. In the attic? No. In my bedroom. Special. Shut up. No. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, I bought it at a church. Are we selling it? I'm Tomorrow? gonna sell it. Sell it. Part of it goes to dad because, okay, so uh-huh. our church was having, well, because he technically bought it. Right. Because we were, our church was having a silent auction. And I was like, oh my God, dad. Because <laughs> I remember all the hype of the Princess Diana Beanie Baby. Okay, but okay, Morgan, you do realize it was in commemoration of the fact that she, I know. you know, died. Okay, yeah. And so it was like a really big deal. Yeah. And so her bear is worth the most. So um, let me just explain some of the most... 
uh, probably some of the angriest I've ever been in my entire life. Okay. Um, the fact that there were first generation of some Beanie Babies that I was looking up online. At the Goodwill? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, um, I mean, it does say to take the tag off when, you know, you give it to your kid. Yeah. But um, it makes it not worth any money. I wonder why. I don't know, but I found so... Like, I found like a qua- Quacky. How expensive was Quacky? Oh, Quacky. Oh, you can get so much for Quacky. You can get like $1,000 for Quacky, but Quacky didn't have his ear tech. Wow, dude. Did you buy him anyway? No. Because he's he's worth nothing. Whatever. He's He's worth worth nothing. Let's get into this. Okay, yeah, no. So, any whoozle. So, I... This happened after I'd already bought this other stuff. And so, this is going to be Gift Corner. We can have a better name for it. Gift Time. Holly has a gift for Morgan, so this is where oh, you Morgan... have a gift for me. I do. I mean, it's Holly, a weird one. I mean, you always surprise me in such me. wonderful ways. Well, I mean, it's kind of like the same. Th- it's thinking the same vein. Uh, kind right, should of. I close my eyes again? And yeah, put close my your hand eyes. Out? Mm-hmm, put your hand out. And I then... like this game. Well, yeah, you get a gift in it. Okay, it again uh, is it a book. Feels like a book. Yes, you're right. L. Ron Hubbard, Dianetics. So yeah. I'm getting into. No, no, no. Open it up. I wrote an inscription again, of course. Oh. <clears throat> to my sister, please don't become a Scientologist. Love, Holly. Yeah. Thank you. It's like a very good self-help self-help book. I also have it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I also have it. It's, I mean, it's, it's just like any other fucking self-help book. It's just a funny book to say that you have. Right. What or, is that? I don't know. That's how you, that's how you become a fucking Scientologist, dude. <laughs> There's just like a page in the book that's like, here, mail us your shit. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's oh yeah no oh if that's to get the audio cassette version. Wow, this that's dated. Okay. Well, yeah, dude. That's like when it they're like whoa. Totally. You got like uh, it came out. Your version came out in 1987. Mine's like a really old, like a newer reprint. Yours Ooh. is like OG. Yours, I think, Scary. was probably owned by. Look at the pic. Look, please look. <laughs> please look at the back picture of L. Ron Hubbard. Oh yeah. my god, that was when they spent their time I on a boat. Like that hat a lot. Well, he they lived on a boat for a period of time. <clears throat> um, but that's not what this episode about. No, unfortunately, not captains' hats. Although we have had several Scientology moments lately. I mean, let's whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. But this episode is about Eli Roth. We're talking about Eli Roth, a great director of horror great director of horror although i did read an interview where he said that he doesn't consider himself a horror director that's fun yeah and he's like i totally understand how people would see that i am he's like i totally get it he's, he's like thrillers too and he's about to make another one that's like a dude that's totally he's yeah. like i made a thriller and i made like 400 he used to make movies when he was a little right he's like i made like 500 like but animated... he knows that he's like coined as like mm-hmm yeah, a master no. of horror. Yeah, I mean, he he's in the it. splat pack. Yeah. Yeah, dude, he's in that splat, splat pack. pack. That splatty pack. That was, like, around the... that Basically, like, the Saw movies and Hostel started that whole really fucking gory movies that started in, Torture like, porn, dude. Yeah. Like, Torture 2007? Porn. Um, no. Uh, I would... Well, Saw. Saw was 2003. Fuck. Yeah, man. Saw Are you okay? Such a long time ago. Are you? Okay? I remember it when I watched. Be... Wait, hold on. Well, I don't have to get into I don't Saw know. right I... now because well... let's be frank, we're gonna do a whole Saw episode. Oh, doy, we have all of them. Thank you to my balls. But are you? We are you gonna freak out if I tell you that it's? I think it came out in two thousand four. No, that's fine. not as much. Okay. Because um, you took 2003. That's a long time ago. I know. I thought it was like it's been a while. I thought it was only like, you know, like 10 or 11 years old, but it's no. like, what, like fucking 15 years old Dude, now? Dude, it's the future. Yeah. The future is so now. Eli Raphael Roth. <laughs> I know. I love that his middle name is Raphael. Was born on the 18th of April. So he's freshly 46. Sexy. Hot. It's a hot age. Hot. 1972, so yeah. 1972, great year. So many great things. He's a Boston boy. I think he brings that out in his Bear Jew character. Ugh. Because I think he mentioned something about the Boston Red Sox. Totally. Uh, I've heard that the words smuggler and burglar. Smuggler. Smuggler and burglar (laughs) are like good good touchdowns for... Burglar. Burglar. There was a burglar. There was a fucking burglar. 
I don't know. I had a TV and then a fucking Barley came. There's a fucking you, And Barbara. then you have to go up and then you get, and then you're Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so I got a lot of my information from the DVD commentary of Cabin Fever. He which talks has, a lot about himself. Which has five different commentaries. And so his commentary, like his just director one where it's just him, it, he's not even talking about the movie at all. He's like, yeah. I'll, ta- I'll save that for, like, the commentary with, like, the filmmakers, like, with the cinematographer. He is very interesting to listen to. It's I've, basically, like, a podcast with the movie Cabin Fever over it. I, which it's I love. Cool. I, I think I may have, may have seen, listened, see, listened. What? Siri, we're not talking to you, bitch. Cabin Fever. Uh, entertainment. Okay. Oh, my God. Siri. Okay. A site called Fred. Okay, what's happening? I don't know, but you know what we... Scientology heard us. Oh my god. You know what we don't have the rights... (laughs) We don't have the rights for this podcast. We don't have the rights for this podcast. Oh my god. That was so fucking weird. (laughs) What the fuck just happened to me? Um, well, your phone is like a mind of its own. No, you... you, I didn't say anything about it. I got my phone screen fixed. The other day, and my phone has been acting a little goofy. I think some they put bl- a ghost in your phone. Some black mirror shit has been happening. You have a ghost inside I'm your phone now. Your phone's haunted. Bye. Sorry, I'm just gonna like put Unfriended. my phone in there. Okay, so unfriended. <laughs> so in the commentary, he's talking about uh, when he was younger. Wait, are we gonna keep that terrifying? Yeah, why not? Who cares? It was funny. It was genuine. It was. I don't feel like stopping. I. I hope it at least. That- oh, also speaking of the commentaries, you need to listen to the one is just fucking writer strong. <laughs> Wait, because they were trying. So a lot of the commentaries on that DVD is are like quiet spliced into people talking, and there. But writer strong talked so much that they couldn't splice him in with anyone else. So they were oh. like, "Here's just one of writer strong." Oh, I, I see. I thought it would be the other way around. I thought he would be more silent. And no, he had a lot to say, and because he recorded it by himself, I think he just probably thought he should be talking. But I would fucking listen to that boy talk all day. I can't tell you how many, like... Unfortunately, I lost my copy of Cabin Fever. I thought you were going to say, unfortunately, I lost my fat material to Writer Strong. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I'm in a weird place right now. I don't know what just happened. The Illuminati fucking... Are coming. Uh, it's magnets. Um, <laughs> when in doubt, it's magnets. So, uh, where are we at in Eli's Roth? Uh, so, he Eli's went to film Roth, school at NYU. As all the greats do. And he won a Student Academy Award. They do those there mm-hmm. in, in 1995 for his, like, thesis film, which was Res- or Restaurant Dogs. Yeah, dude. Which is a spoof of Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, and it's cool because him and, and QT, like, fucking collab QT. all the time. That's really cool initials, QT. QT, I refer to him a lot. As that in my notes because I didn't feel like right. I like that my initials are Tarantino. MF motherfucker. That is really cool. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. So, um, I have in my notes, I don't know if you do, <laughs> um, Eli is known for having gory movies with gallons of blood, but like, the yeah, side I mean, of his favorite blood. movie is Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. So. And also Bay of Blood, like, it, that literally has the word blood in it. But, like, right. real blood, he's like, no, thank you. Like, remember that one time that I got my blood taken and I started bleeding everywhere? Oh, yeah. And the lady was like, is she going to pass out? And you're like, no, she's fine. She doesn't mind blood. Like, she watches horror movies all the time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's their blood. I'm like, it's not mine. I'm like, it's a different story when it's my own right. blood. See, I mean, like, I... I don't, blood doesn't freak me out. Oh, my own blood does. I, Cause I know that. I mean, I've fake. never really lost a lot of my own. So maybe that's why. Maybe it was a traumatic experience regardless. So also I found out that Eli Roth has a group of fans that call themselves the blueberries cool. and they're super duper into Eli. I didn't look a lot into it because they sound kind of scary. They what? like really want to fuck him, but I mean, I might be a blueberry then. Well, I know he's happily married, but. He's also this was, fine. I think yeah. this was pre... I mean, they... He won, like, most married. bangable director in, like, uh, I think, like, Forbes magazine. No, he won... Hold on, I have it in my notes. Uh, I think I just remember it off the top of my head. He won most fit director. Yes, 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 yes. Hold on, let me it. was the most it. fuckable. <laughs> most, he won the most fuckable. Most fuckable. In uh, July 
uh, the June July issue of Men's Health Men's in two thousand six. Uh, I get it. He won the most fit director, I and get it. Eli said <clears throat> that winning that is like winning the best dancer at a bar mitzvah. Like, who's your competition? <laughs> <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Spielberg is sexy. Young, like when he's like young, but also still, but like also Jurassic Park. Yeah. And, like, I mean, forever and always. Um, I also have that with the blueberries, they started, like, texting or, like, messaging him online a bunch. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, fuck it. I'm just gonna fucking have cyber sex with all of them. And so he fucked with all of them and cybered all of them. Every single. All of these girls, just random girls. Like, you know how, like, celebrities get random girls texting or like not texting. I keep saying texting. his fans? Yeah. Just to Probably be f- not still. I mean, no, this was a while ago. I mean, I don't know the exact time frame of it, but uh, yeah. And he was like, I mean, they, yeah, he thought it was really funny and he said that it was a weird and interesting social experiment to do. Why not? Some people do that kind of stuff. Some people are addicted to the internet. But he said it was super easy for him because when he was in college, he worked for Penthouse as an online yeah, operator, I know about that. posing as women, and he got a lot of his. Uh, I didn't know about the characters. Messaging is also I found weird. yeah. Also, I found out that like in the early times of like well in the nineties at least, the only people who had access to the internet were doctors and scientists. So those were his clients. Yeah, really rich people. Yeah. And then he would do stand-ins in movies. Yeah, he did stand-ins. He was in Jurassic Park, Lost World. He just... Yeah! Stands, he crushes. He just... He's standing there reading a book. He's he's uncredited. He's uncredited, he's uncredited as Subway in a lot guy. Of stuff. Yeah. Because he wanted to, like, see the process. Mm-hmm. So before Cabin Fever, he was really inspired by Sam Raimi's Evil Dead. He was, like... You these people just like went out in the middle of the woods with their friends with like no money and made yeah. like a classic and that was kind of what made him want to make Cabin Fever. I see that you can tell. I mean, I think we talk about that in the Cabin episode. It's kind of a little bit of an homage. Yeah, totally. An a homage. Little bit, a little bit of an homage, but also like a totally different spin on it. Yeah, it's, I, disease, it's disease instead of possession. Yeah, I read that he had actual. Uh, he he had psoriasis. Yeah, and he probably still does. And he said that like he would have outbreaks that were so bad his skin would be cracking and bleeding so badly that he couldn't wear clothes and oh he couldn't gosh. walk. Like, awful. I know. Like, that's so fucking sad that, like, there's people who have to live like that. Like, ugh. Yeah. That's sad it's so itchy and sad or all. Poor baby boo. Seriously. I hope they've... Well, he also got inspiration... F- from Iceland. Yeah. Which he still holds... Appar- I mean, if he had... IMDb knows their shit, he apparently has a horse there. <laughs> I think 27 people found that interesting. <laughs> Probably. Why not? Why not? Um, so Cabin Fever was made for only $1.5 million, but overall it has grossed over $30 million. I did not realize that there was such a bidding war for this movie. Yeah. Like big. When it went and to um, Sundance. got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like people were really excited. It's a and really he... fucking cool story. And yeah. And he wrote it while he was like doing late night shifts for some other job. Yeah. Like he was You got to make it. time for your dreams. He was hustling, dude. And um, he was praised by Peter Jackson, QT, and Toby Hoops. Toby Hoops. Toby Hooper. And there was a porn parody called Cabin Fever called Sex Fever. Oh, yeah. And he said it was super cool. The only thing he was bummed about is that they didn't invite him to, like, come see or, yeah, like, come anything. Come film it. But... Yeah. It is in it the that porn is playing in a background scene in the movie Hostel. Yes, yes, I knew that. It's so funny. Speaking of Hostel, <laughs> um, I have a couple other things. Do you have, do you want to do Hostel now, or do you? Have, I think there's. I mean, he loves the Olsen twins. We could talk about how we also do. I mean, I love the fucking Olsen twins so much. He uh, had a continuous loop of in a screening room just playing holiday in the sun yeah during the filming of cabin fever 
to like give people inspiration. <laughs> Gives you know? me inspiration. Are you fucking kidding me? The Bahamas are gorgeous, and so is Mary Kate. Yeah. And Ashley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of their boyfriends. Megan Fox is in that fucking movie. She Play is. is in that fucking movie. Play. Yeah. My favorite band. That's crazy. Um, I also read that he doesn't like trilogies. Like he doesn't yeah, like Godfather he's never Three made any and thirds. Yeah. Which is why he wasn't part of Hostel Three. We'll get to that. We'll get... <laughs> we haven't even gotten to Hostel Two yet, honey. Oh, well I mean like I didn't know what the format was. Sorry. I mean there's not really a format, but like, you know. I guess like save it for like when it happens naturally, Timeline. like organically. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. So we're at we're at Hostel two thousand six, right? Yeah. He's well, never lost money on a movie. Well, right. I mean, it, maybe recently. I can't believe it got a sixty six. I think it's a good movie. Yeah, and this it was only made for four mil, and it grossed over eighty million dollars. Hell yeah. yeah! I remember it being very popular because it came popular. out when I was a senior. Because it was so fucking gross. It was such a cool It was an endurance idea. test. It was, I mean, it's just like the, it's the most dangerous The game. eyeball part? Fuck, dude. The eyeball part? Spoiler alert. Ooh. That well, is. You've never seen it. I mean, you don't know what context it's in. True, but there's an eye, there are eyeballs in this movie, spoiler There alert. are human eyeballs in this movie. There warning. are eyeballs in this movie. General warning, there's eyeballs. So, real quick summary, two dudes going on, like, your average bro, like, backpacking trip. Yeah, like trip. your Europe trip. Like, you're, you're and, not party enough for Cabo. You're, like, more of an intellectual. Well, yeah, and you're, like, yeah. And they go to fucking Amsterdam, and they're yeah. with an Icelandic dude, and Eli Roth actually contacted the president of Iceland and asked for a pardon to, like, make sure it was okay to portray Icelandigers as, like, yeah. sex maniacs, and the, like, president laughed, he's and he's like, like yeah. he's like, it's a side of Iceland that people don't get to see, why the fuck not? Cool. And when the movie premiered there, him and Quentin Tarantino were made honorary Vikings. That's fucking dope. Isn't that so beautiful? That is beautiful. I think that's really beautiful. Also, the creepy-ass fucking warehouse was part of a yeah. working... Um, mental asylum. It was working. At it the was. Time. I think they filmed in the Czech Republic. Yeah, and it's supposed to be Slovakia. Yeah, they're supposed to be in Slovakia, but they filmed. Yeah, so and he said he loves working in the Czech Republic because there's no unions, and so that's why the kids could mm-hmm. fucking. Those are real kids. Yeah, they probably are. Actually, fucking. What are they called? The bubblegum gang. Bubblegum gang. Yep. They're fucking dicks. Yeah, they're little, they're crazy little motherfuckers. Um, so, also, the movie says that it's based on a true story, and Roth says that he found a Thai website that advertised itself as a murder vacation company. Mm. But, although... Anything is based off a true story, because the world is fucked up. Yeah, and it says that users would pay $10,000 to torture and kill people, and there was supposedly a video circulating on the internet. Like it. doing it, but Eli and QT have said in interviews that they don't remember. Yeah, because QT was the producer. Yeah, of course. Which and is awesome. but Eli said that while researching murder vacations, he was unable to get a hold of anyone who knew, and then realized that it was probably not in his best interest, and so right. he decided to stop. Right, right, right. So now we get to the very teeny but very awesome. So, Grindhouse is actually two movies. It's Planet Terror. Yeah, it's Planet Terror. And then it's Death Proof. And ugh, it's uh, Robert, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, I like Planet Terror of the two. And then Quentin Tarantino's. And, um, but in between the two, and they're both supposed, and well, the whole thing of, like, a Grindhouse was, like, you such go. such a fucking cool idea. Yeah, you go to a drive-in theater and you watch like back to back. You like it was like a multiplex. Yeah. You would watch back to back movies. It's the best. And so, in between these two movies, which are two feature length films, they are these. Uh, there's four or five little uh, commercials. Re- no trailers. Trailers. Yeah. There's ma- there's a machete. Yeah. Which got turned into a real movie. Yeah, machete. I love Danny Trejo. The set. So much. Oh, I know. Machete. Danny Trejo is like. I wish machete was my uncle. I wish. Me too. Uncle Machete. Oh my god. Ba- uh, spoiler alert to the future. Gran Inferno. Junie. Yeah, dog. I think he Keep is going. Machete in that movie. I think he's Uncle Machete. 
Oh, yeah, he is. He is. Machete. He is. Machete is... It's all in the same whatever to- universe. Spy tools. Yeah, uh-huh. Machete. So, the second one is Rob Zombie, and it's Werewolf yeah. Woman of the SS, and it's uh, back to the, like, 70s Mondo exploitation films. Rob Zombie films. also in the Splat Pack. Oh, 100%. 100%. And his wife, and Nick Cage are in it, and Nick Cage is ridiculous. And it's supposed to mimic... Uh, old video nasties of the 70s yeah. like She-Wolf of the SS and Love Camp 7, both of Ooh. which I've seen, and they're both super gross. Cool. Um, the third is Don't by Edgar Wright. Don't. It's, it's super funny. It's Edgar not just saying don't. It's just it's very, it's very funny. But the fourth fake trailer is Eli Ross and it's Thanksgiving and it's so fucking funny. He got the idea because uh, like from old holiday themed slashers, like the beginning literally starts exactly like right. the fucking like literally the second Halloween movie, like almost shot for shot. Yeah. Um, and he said that Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. It's like <clears throat> such the perfect like horror film voice. Thanksgiving. It's Is perfect. That good? I mean, it was low. I can't go that low. It was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, we don't got the voices. He and his friend Jeff, like, every year, they would hope that there would be, like, a, like a Thanksgiving-themed horror movie. Right. And uh, there never was one. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. The scariest holiday because you have to hang out with your family and pretend like you're thankful for things. Yeah, you have to pretend like you're thankful when actually you're dying inside. Exactly. And, like, you can't, when you go around the table, you can't be like, actually, everybody, when, I'm Winter dad. depression is just about to kick in. Yeah, like Thanksgiving, November. Everyone's saying what they're thankful for, and then you're taking out like, I don't know. Um. So, anywho, is all. Um. Ross said that he like worked out this entire movie with his friend Jeff. Like, there'd be a kid who loved his pet turkey. His dad killed it, and then the kid kills his family. It then basically turns into the movie Halloween. Right. Like he was called upon to make the trailer, and he called up Jeff and was like, "Dude, we get to shoot the best parts yeah. of this." And he's like, "It's so great shooting that this." That is. Because he's so like, much it's, better. he's like, it's literally just money. Sh-. He's like, all I'm doing is shooting money shots. Well, and how often do you see a trailer for a movie and you're like, holy fuck, and then the actual movie sucks and you're like, I wish I could have only ever just seen the trailer. Exactly, because it's usually a lot of things that have been pulled because they have Trailers to fucking... Trailers just make, you f- make your ass go thump. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. A good trailer. Oh. Mm-hmm. you're like, that's so young. It's like, you know. I miss Harry Potter trailers more than anything. Yes. Oh Harry Potter trailers were always the Well, hey, the Fantastic Beast movies. True, 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 true. It just doesn't get my pussy as wet. You know what I mean? Dude, have you seen the new one? Maybe. No, but I still haven't seen the new movie. <gasps> I know. Holly. I know. I'm not real. Holly? Dude, I'm fake. Is, I know I'm you, fake. Is that you? I'm been taken over by a robot. Um, so actually, just Thanksgiving, the trailer alone almost got the entire Grindhouse movie an NC7 rating. Because I don't want to give anything away, but there is it's, a... That movie's been out for like 10 years. Well, there's a trampoline scene that is like, wow, wow, wee, wow. Yeah. And there's like a bunch of decapitations. Yeah. Um... And if you haven't God, seen I love it, that it's movie. so fucking the best part in the entire I might world. Go watch it after this. Yeah, just go watch it. Honestly, I could. Expl- is the whole thing on Netflix? I, oh, oh, Fuck. I don't know if the whole thing is. It's got to be on something. But you no, no, no. Literally, YouTube Thanksgiving movie trailer. No, I want to watch the entire oh, the whole, fucking grindhouse. Oh, the whole thing. Morgan is just yawning in my face. There's <laughs> Bored also with you. There's also a, the last trailer is Hobo with the shotgun, and they also yeah. made that. Okay, so, Morgan, my question to you is, if there was a holiday-themed movie, which holiday would you like the horror holiday movie? Uh, like one they haven't already done, because they've pretty much done everything. Just Gary Gary Marshall it. Like, what what, ho- what holiday do you want? Um, Valentine's Day? Of- I do love the movie Valentine. That's you can't take movie. that one. It can't be one that's already been done. Um, How about a good, like, Arbor Day? Ooh, and, like, all the trees are, like, fucking yeah, with, like, all, all the big It's companies. basically, like, that one scene in Evil Dead, but, like, constantly. So it's, wait, like, for... I Killer think trees. Fern Gully. Trees are just, like, fucking people and stabbing them in the eyes and, like, slapping girls on the butt with their fucking... Ooh, yeah, it's all those... Tree ooh. limbs. Ooh, it's all those mean trees from uh, The Wizard of Oz. That part was terrifying. Yeah. That part always scared the fuck out of me. I'm thinking of another thing with scary trees. 
Oh, oh you mean in, um, fucking uh, Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Those trees are like, fuck. Trees are like scary. Trees are like real scary. They're like really tall. They're so fucking tall. So anyway, I think I would do, I would do President's Day. Um, and then I'd have all the presidents come Dude, back to life. Cool. Oh my God. Zombie president. No, no, no. They wouldn't be zombies. Movie. No, they would just make be... that movie someone. No, I'm going to me. I did it. I call uh, it. It's a horror movie and it's all the presidents come back to life and just start murdering people. No, exactly. Holy shit. Like you have, you have Abraham Lincoln fucking throwing people because he actually fucking did that. Yeah, because even though they were a good person when they were alive, they're shitty now because they're the undead. William Taft is, like, killing people because he's so fat. Like, he just, like, yeah. fucking, like, sits on them and shit. Oh, know. my God. And they are they look like they did in all of their headshots that we see. Yeah. Like, no. That's exactly what they look like. So some of them look like paintings. So some of them... <laughs> no, so some of them look like dollar bills. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Abraham Lincoln is just a copper man. Yeah, he's like, he's just a big penny. He's like those guys you see in Killing Times people, Square. like flattening people, just landing on them. What is this podcast even about? Holly, do you know what one of my biggest pet peeves is? Is it when Tuesday starts eating her food loudly right as we're about to start recording the podcast every week? <laughs> yeah, but also, you know, like when your headphones or your earbuds or whatever get all tangled up and there's a million little knots and you can't get them out? I hate that too, which is why I've been loving our new Studio Bluetooth headphones. Even the cord they do provide if you don't feel like using Bluetooth isn't one of those skinny little cords that get tangled super duper easy. Everything about the Studio design is a sleek and unbelievably streamlined process. Studio was inspired by the beauty and vibrance of Stockholm, Sweden, and they believe remaining true to their Scandinavian roots is what has helped get them where they are today. Studio wants to revolutionize the way consumers see headphones and earbuds, not just as a tech device, but also as a gorgeous accessory that you'll be proud to wear out and about. I know I've already taken several cute photos with my headphones. <laughs> Holly and I both got the Regent on ear model, and we also both got the really cute marble interchangeable caps that they provide. And people keep coming up to me asking me where I've got them because they don't look like any other headphone really out there, like on the market right now. No, uh, same here. They're definitely a piece of art, and you can wear them around. And as an artist, I'm obsessed. Their minimalistic look is very cute. Um, Studio also has smaller earbuds like their tray design that are amazing for working out. They're sweat proof and they have custom wingtips so they fit very securely around your ear. What the frick are you waiting for? Go to their website, <laughs> studio.com, to get your first pair of headphones or earbuds. And if you use our promo code, the Sisters Grim, that's with two M's, you'll get 15% off. That's right. The Sisters Grimm 2Ms for 15% off your entire order today. So we're at Hostel 2. Hostel 2 is one of my favorite I like I like Hostel 2. I kind of like it more than the first one I because stole it from you, find out, you find out so much more about the inner workings. Exactly. Elite hunting. It's so cool. And you have to get a cool-ass dog tattoo. Yeah, you gotta get one of those fucking tattoos. I kind of want to get one. I would get it on my fucking ass. Let's both get it and make people think that we're in it. Okay, let's get... No, I don't want to get a matching butt tattoo. No, well, we won't put them on our butt. Well, Yeah, I don't know why I instantly went there. Well, it doesn't have to... I mean, that's just where I automatically go. I guess. I mean, where... I just love on that our wrist, movie. On our wrist, like, the stupid... Like, oh, I, I mean, like, I'm not shaming anyone, so I'm just not going to say anything. You have a wrist tattoo. No, but I mean, like, people... I'm not going to say anything, because I don't want to offend anybody. Anyway, so later. Hostel 2 is basically Hostel 1, <laughs> but with girls. And it's a lot scarier to be in a European country as a lady. It is. Well, actually, Eli made it because the third movie, or I mean, uh, the The first first movie, movie received criticism for, like, showing so much gratuitous, like, naked women that in the second one, he wanted to show a lot of naked men. Yeah. And he's, and, like, I mean... There's a lot of naked women, too, though. Well, yeah, but, like, the the fucking feet... The uh, main girl is, like, a fucking badass. And you don't ever see the main girl naked. No. Lauren German is her name. The dude who... She's really good. Who, like, um, is... Because it's just such a crazy thing. So it's basically this... They, like, 
rich people bid on people. Yeah, they show the bidding, which is fucking crazy. That's what I you like. You find out that people from the first movie that you think are just kind of like village idiots are totally in on it. Yeah. It's like if it's like going back and watching the first movie knowing what yeah. everything is, but like getting to see it actually. It's yeah. like, you know, Lion King 1.5. Exactly. Where it's like from the point of view. Um, Heather so, Matarazzo's in it. Yeah, from Princess Diaries, Princess bitch. Diaries. She is such a badass. See, okay, my only ish with these movies is that I do like them a lot, but I cannot watch tort. Well, okay, I cannot... You li- don't like watching I people can't be tortured. listen to it. I can See, watch it. I watch on mute. I love that, like, um, Elizabeth Bathory scene. Ew, no, I can't do it. I can't do it because of her. Well, so what's crazy is in that movie, how good of an actress she is. She would do like yoga every day so that she could actually be up in that contraption like that, because that's fucking crazy for your body to be able to do. And so she was a fucking badass because she could totally do it. And she'd be like, yeah, I'm cool. That's awesome. She like trained herself. That's really cool. And then she was still able to like act and like be that crazy and like crying while also like, you know, that cool. That really changes that scene for me, Morgan. Because yeah. I usually mute it because I can't handle. That people. was probably like one of the funnest things she's ever done as an actress. I'm such a bitch. I just, I'm sorry. I don't like people saying like "ouch" and "please don't kill me." No, that's and just that's Mom. good that you're saying that because I bet you she would take that as a huge compliment. Oh yeah, that scene really affected you. Oh my god, it's so visceral. I think it, those movies make. Like, darn I say, make me feel yucky. Well, I hate the part where she fucking, like, cuts the dude's dick off and then gives it to the dog. Spoiler alert, dick gets cut off. Spoiler alert, he was the singing voice of Hercules. (laughs) I don't know his name, but... um, Who cares? His dick gets cut off. I just love... And Victor Crumb... Phillips' hair. Yeah, Victor Crumb! So, okay, it's actually a huge deal. Victor Crumb gets actually bought... By Ruggiero Diodaro. Yeah, who made Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, and he fucking eats them alive, and yeah. it's super fucking... That's what's so cool I'm, about that movie is oh, you get to see different torture rooms. I know that fucks you up, but I'm into it. Not, I'm, like, actually literally into it, but, like, movie aesthetically. I, um, I, like, can appreciate it a lot, but I already have, like, um, a tum-tum sitch right now. Yeah, you do have a tum-tum sitch. And so it's we kind of... Pizza Hut. It's really... And, like... I'm trying so hard to let it not affect me because I love fucking stuffed crust and I don't want to have like a negative yeah association association. Well, with then it. let's move into exactly. even grosser uh, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally, totally. So um, more in hostel too. Well, I mean, uh, I was just gonna say for a second there was a third hostel made in two thousand eleven, but he had no affiliation with it. Like you said, he doesn't do. Even though I think a, a good, uh, I mean, a he... good trilogy can really just hit you right in the puss. You know what I'm saying? A really good one can. I yeah. mean, I don't know about you, but trilogy. I love the trilogy, trilogy, trilogy. Return of the Jedi, but I was also at a young, impressionable age. Yeah, so I was well, dumb. plus that it's not a trilogy anymore because so many have happened. Yeah. So, um, but technically, it's the original trilogy. True. So, also, he didn't direct it, but he was an inglorious bastard uh, as the Bear Jew, Sergeant Donnie Donowitz. Mm-hmm. He. I would just like to say that the bear Jew is my type to a T. Oh, yeah. No, I love a swarth, swarthy, uh, heavily browed man. He gained a bunch of weight for the yeah, movie. Spoiler alert. Uh, Eli kills... Kills Hitler! Yeah. Blasts him to fucking just like... <laughs> rah, rah, That's rah. like maybe the best role you can play. Especially because the guy they got to play Hitler in that movie looks identical to him. I'm like, are you Hitler? If you haven't seen Inglorious Bastards, what the fuck? The milk scene? Shut oh, up. Dude. That's like the first like five seconds I of know, the movie. And it changes me every time I see it. Cool. It changes me a little bit. This is why all of Quentin Tarantino's movies take place in an alternate universe where everything is more graphic because Hitler was killed yeah. in such a violently graphic way. Right, but that, in real life he killed himself. Which is, which is why, uh, maybe, allegedly, yeah. uh, which is why the True. world is so much more violent in Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah. And they're so bloody and, like, they also include a lot of the same characters, so... That's, like, cool. So then he made The Green Inferno. Well, wait, before ba- Green Inferno, it Hemlock was, Grove. Oh, yeah, he, like, Hemlock Grove a was, like, before, before, I mean, now there are literally hundreds of, like, 
Netflix originals, but like there was a time when there was four Netflix originals and it was House of Cards. It was, I forget what the other one was. House of Cards, but Hemlock Grove was one of them. Mm-hmm. And it came Orange out when I was in black? college. No, Orange and the New Black came a little after. Like, after they perfected it. Because, like, Hemlock Grove I don't isn't even the know. best. But he directed the first episode, which is my favorite episode. It has zaddy-ass Bill Skarsgård, who played Pennywise in the new age. We eight. all know you finger yourself to a hand. Dang. But um, his girlfriend's, or his now wife, is, like, she she gets murdered instantly in the first episode of that show. Damn. So if you like her, uh, don't watch that show, because she dies in the first, like, uh, 12 minutes. Yeah. Her name is Laura, oh, it's something Lorenzo. Yeah, she's a Chilean. Chilean, yeah. She's very pretty. She is. She's a gorgeous woman. Yeah. Hemlock so, Grove, give it a watch on Netflix. It's, uh, if you're really into, like, the Edward uh, uh, Jacob thing, a uh, werewolf vampire kind right. of lifestyle, but then also some other weird fucking shit in there, too. You know, you either die in team Edward or you live long <laughs> enough to be a team Jacob. To and realize it, that Jacob got fat. <laughs> I would what I would wait. Fucking Edward is a goddamn sociopath. No. Yeah, and no. he. Okay, Jacob is a at a much more reasonable age for Bella as a human being. Well, for sure. Edward is literally like a hundred years old. I don't care if he in the packaging of a hottie seventeen year old. That yeah. man in his hundreds. Too. He knows too much. True. He know too much. There is no way. Like, I realize that, like, people can be, like, old souls or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm, like, a really old soul. I, I went was, to like, a, an old soul. Like, I, went, I was an only child, so I only hung out with my parents' friends. I went to a psychic, and they said that I had an old soul, and I immediately was like, everything you say to me is shit now, because you Don't just have an old me. soul? I mean, no, that's such a bullshit thing to say, like. I have the soul. I don't. You have believe, a soul. I don't really believe in souls. Don't talk about my soul. So should we get into Speaking Green Inferno? Satan, yeah, sure. Why not? It came out in 2013. It only got a fucking 35 hour Rotten Tomatoes, but like, I really, really, really like it because I, mean, I like it's. It's an homage to again back to Ruggiero the Adato. Yeah, I mean it's homage to literally just like it's cannibal. Well, no, it's, it's just him jizzing all over Cannibal Holocaust. No, it's so much different. The other one has well, so know, much more you violence. Know what I mean. But I mean, yeah. But yeah, that's why. Like, I thought it was going to be so much gorier, and it it was, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, I went into it with very, very high expectations, and I thought it was pretty good. Except, I did like, too. I thought it was great. I mean, the first time I saw it, I was at that one really big theater downtown that has the bowling alley, and I think I got a little too drunk because I think By I blacked. Yourself? No, with a I was on a date. Oh, you blocked. Oh, yeah, you told me this. Yeah, yeah, because I when because you were like I saw it, but I don't remember. And I was we're, like, what? Yeah, we were watching because we when we were watching it together, I was like, well, I don't remember any of this. Yeah, and um, also like the singer Sky Fear Ferreira is in it, and I was like super excited because mm-hmm. um, I was like really into her then. I mm, loved I her once. So I've always been really into fucking what's his face. Yeah, Junie. Yeah, he's he's good. Um, it's like so. It's basically, it's a. I mean, it has a different plot. It's not like scene for scene, shot for shot, Cannibal Holocaust because it has a slightly different plot line. Um, but it's and it's not as. I don't know. I don't know if it's found footagey, but no, it's that, not found footagey. What's cool about it though is that they were in Peru and they found this tribe because they were just going down the mm-hmm. river and Eli found them and he was like that's so cool and when he first like approached them to ask them if they like would want to be in his movie he they had never heard of a movie they didn't even have a, the concept of what a movie had yeah. been they that's had so crazy yeah because when he saw them he was like and what real what made him realize they were perfect was that they had no running water and that they had absolutely no electricity yeah and they had never been filmed by westerners before they'd never been filmed yeah Probably. But, I mean, like, that doesn't mean, like, you know, the, no one ever saying, like, that means that you're a cannibal. They're just, like, no. again, people living their lives. They were just living. That's just a really cool fucking unique way to live. It's just, like, a cool In way. the year of 2013. But I do think it's kind of funny that, like, in order to give them an idea of what a movie was, he showed them Cannibal Holocaust. Because well, he's literally, like, this is what it's going to look like. Well, but, yeah. but He didn't th- want to, like, lie to them and be like, hey, this is Shrek. 
Well, but this like, is a movie. <laughs> but they thought it was a comedy and laughed. Yeah. Which is well, sort of like whatever. Do they even know what a comedy is at that point? No, they don't know. Like they just were genres. laughing during it. Maybe they were just like maybe really... because they thought it looked so bad. I mean, maybe or like well, no, they like don't even. They're like, wait, is this a talkie? I don't know. But so in this movie, you know, since it's the year twenty thirteen, at this time everyone's on their cell phone. Right. It's like millennials. They get arrested for trespassing. Mm-hmm. Uh, get on a plane to go home. Plane crashes. Yeah, dude. They get captured, and some cannibal shit happens. It's fucking crazy. Uh, Roth only agreed to hire actors. I feel like it's new enough that we shouldn't give too much away. I know. This, these were, yeah. yeah. These are just little, uh, little trivies. Because um, it's really gross. Maybe not a lot of people would like it, but I really like Hannibal Holocaust. I liked Holocaust. it, and I don't really like gross-out films. And it is one of the only, like, in this genre of, like, Mondo horror kind of exploitation movies of cannibals that does not uh, depict an actual animal dying, or an animal dying at all, actually. There's no animals dying in it? Nope. Interesting. The dog doesn't I die. Guess there isn't, yeah. Um but he only agreed to hire actors who said that they would be willing to be vaccinated for yellow fever, would be willing to live in a hot climate for several weeks without any running water, meaning they would have to shit outside. Yep. And once the crew and cast went back to America, they were all treated for parasites and a yeah. bunch of people got sick. I bet. Um, and a lot of people also got sick while watching this movie and threw up and fainted. Wow. Yeah. That's, again, a huge compliment. And that happens a lot. And it's so cool because, like... It's like a homage to him throwing up to aliens. Yeah, he used to throw up to hit, to horror movies. With yeah, Diesel. and like although a lot of people don't like this, uh, uh, Stephen King gave him a glowing praise, and saying that it reminded him of when he would go to old grindhouse like movies, cool. which like that's super compliment. cool. Um, he also though dec- disclosed in an interview <laughs> that after filming in Peru, the tribe offered a two-year-old child to the production designer. Yeah. Heard about that? Who politely declined the offer? She's like, "I'm good. I'm okay. Thank you. Thanks. I don't want this like really big responsibility. I don't want a baby. I'm okay." So now we get to a. I don't know where you are at your notes, but knock, are we knock. at knock knock? Are we at little knocks? <laughs> um, <sighs> can I like give you like I lied to you? but you're probably going to get mad at me because you're already kind of mad at me. What do you mean? I told you I heard this movie was good, I think, and I knew it wasn't. Had you seen it? No, but I knew that it had a 35 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's really, really bad. Yeah. But hey, sometimes things can have a 35 and they're still fucking good. Uh, I I don't take that too hard. No. I mean, you know what else has a 35? Fucking... The Green Inferno, and I love that movie. Um, It's about a devoted father who helps two stranded young women who knock on his door. Ugh. I get it. It's Keanu Reeves, and it's just some of the worst acting I've ever seen. Also, speaking of Danny Trejo, and if you've ever listened to the How Did This Get Made podcast, and I think I've talked about this before, that Keanu Reeves is like one of the scariest people Danny Trejo says he's ever met, and he's been to fucking San Quentin. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So, yeah, go watch Knock Knock or no, Not Not. don't watch Knock Knock. It's like... We're Siskel and it's Ebert. It's so We're, bizarre. So I say it's like, Not Not to Knock Knock. It's... It's just weird. Like, there's literally a part in the movie where he's trying to smoke a bowl with a Zippo lighter. Like, no. And also, he's supposed to be like, uh He was like... He's like this older dude and these two girls show up and they're all wet and they their phones don't work so they need to call like an uber and so he calls them an uber and it takes forever and so they're like can we dry our clothes and he's like um i guess and he's just so like douchey and would you have rather it turned into um human centipede yeah (laughs) yeah 100 percent. and you hate that movie i mean the first one's not the worst not the best but um I would not recommend that movie to people <laughs> with to eyes. To people with... I'm sorry. To anyone. Sorry. Eli. Sorry about it. It's visually stunning. Um, that's nice. And that's I'll like, even be real enough to say that I didn't finish it. That's... I mean, it's cool. I... There's... Oh. Uh, also, to the, cab, the Cabin Fever also got a remake that he was only credited because he was... 
he came up with the general Original. concept. Yeah, I know. And that movie is literally shot for fucking shot. I don't know why they did that. No, Kevin. It's really random. And it got the coveted 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, because it's, it's unoriginal. No. And the acting's not good. It's real bad. It's yeah. Like really bad. Uh, speaking of remakes, unfortunately, his Death Wish is not doing so well. It just came out, yeah? It's got a 17. It's a remake of a uh, pretty like, good just movie. came out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got it's only a Brucey. 17. Brucey's in it. Yeah, I saw Bruce was in it. Yeah. Well, it is he also has an, another new movie coming out called The House with a Clock in Its Walls, and that looks really cool. That looks cool. It kind of, And I was reading kind of about it that it's like more kind of for like kids. And yeah, like Jack it looks Black like is going to be yeah, in it. I'll watch fucking anything with Jack Kate Black. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Motherfucking Kyle MacLachlan. Are yeah. It looks like it's going to be fucking good, dude. Yeah. It's like he about also, a little young orphan boy. Yeah. It sounds fun. So, honorable mentions, he also was in the movie Piranha 3D. He was the host of the wet t-shirt contest. I think it produ- he produced the movie. Yeah, of course. Yeah. In, like, well, and also course. one of those guys from the Splat Pack made that movie. Yeah. Um, he also had a lot to do with the movie Clown that kind of came out not yep. that long ago. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Um, and the movie Aftershock. Which yeah. one time, me and Mike thought we were starting to watch that, and instead it was this horrible movie about a huge earthquake that happened in Japan, and it was um, dark. It was dark? Oh, boy. Uh, it was like children being like crushed under things for like days. It don't. I wouldn't recommend that aftershock. Um, that sounds terrifying. It's, 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 it was a lot. That's scary. At one point, he was supposed to make a movie called The Cell, based Mm -hmm. off of a Stephen King book. Yeah. But it never happened. I think we talked about it a little bit in the zombie movie, because that's kind of what it is. He's also won a horror award, and in 2006, he was inducted into the Fangoria Hall of Fame. And he was inducted after only having two movies come out. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. Cabin Fever was a big deal. Well, and Hostel was such a big deal. Yeah. Those were two... Major movies. Probably the... I mean, definitely his highest... Because you were what? Junior rated. high? Rated. You were junior high when it came out? Was, uh, it, was it booming? You went both of them. I, mean, I was really young when Cabin Fever came out. I didn't see it until years or after. No, I meant Hostel. Hostel probably came out when I was in like the seventh grade. Yeah, I remember it was a big old... It was a big old deal. So, yeah, it's been our Eli Roth episode. Yeah, we love him. We heart him. Uh, we heart him. I hope he makes more... Movies like The Green Inferno. So, I love them. Yeah. Hit us up on pod, on podcast. Hit us up. Um, hit po- us up. So we're a this podcast. This is a podcast. So speaking of this being a podcast, we are, like we've been saying for a really long time, starting a Patreon page. We swear probably. And no, but like we have an incentive No, but finally. like we promise. <laughs> no, but like we're for real this time. But we have an incentive and it's going to be little mini episodes. Mini episodes and trinkets. Yep, just fun little stuff for you guys. So... Minisodes will just be about, like, little things. It'll just be random shit, and we're not going to tell you what it is. No, you don't get to know. It's going to be a secret surprise. It's going to be a surprise. So, love you guys. Have a good week. Have a good year. Yeah, we'll see you next year. (laughs) (laughs) We're taking a really long break. We're going to go surfing.